The Talk Shop. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masichaba Mdolo, and uh, we are now talking about dealing with disappointment on our relationship corner. We'll be talking to Tamarin Epstein, educational psychologist at Psych Matters Family Therapy Center. Now, what is your favorite Nelson Mandela quote? The SABC, Telcom, and Nelson Mandela Center of Memory invite you to record a message for Madiba. Call 0800-333-803. That's 0800-333-803 to leave your message in less than a minute. Standard rates apply. SAFM may broadcast some of your messages. The Talk Shop. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masichaba Mtolo. On our relationship corner tonight, we're talking about dealing with disappointment. We all suffer disappointment at various times in our lives. We set goals and targets and experience a sense of failure and disappointment when we fail to meet these expectations. Uh, it could be, um, you know, not getting the job that you wanted, not uh, being married and having children at the age that you'd set yourself, or even not driving the flashy car that uh, you had set your eyes on um, or even going through a divorce. We're talking to Tamron Epstein about this and we are taking your calls 0891-104-207 is the number to dial to uh, join us as we talk about dealing with disappointment on our relationship corner or you can SMS 34701 SMS number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at 2 Rand Tamron, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome onto the talk shop again, ma'am. Thank you, Masikava. It's good to be here. It's wonderful to have you with us this evening. Tamron, um, we all suffer disappointment, obviously, at various times in our lives. What determines how we cope with this disappointment? Masikava, there are a number of factors. Um, of course, um, it does depend on what we're coping with. Naturally, if it's something that's um, a lot heavier, a lot more difficult um, for any person to deal with, this would be a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also factors that um, are very individual to people. Um, things like our temperaments or our personality styles, um, aspects of that, things like our value systems. Um, for example, if we value very highly, um, let's say, um, money or a particular career achievements and we don't get them, we're obviously going to suffer from a lot more disappointment than if we didn't value those things. Um, also, our previous experiences of coping with disappointing things in our lives, if we've overcome disappointments well, we are going to develop a pattern of being able um, to be more resilient and cope with this kind of stress, mm-hmm. whereas if we, we struggle and we keep struggling, we kind of seem to get into a negative pattern where things seem to just keep building up and building up on us. So a lot has to do with our individual coping skills and our coping styles. Um, there are many variables. You can have um, two individuals dealing with the exact same thing and, and dealing with it differently. Now, you spoke about the negative state, and that goes, you know, where one is just feeling absolutely put upon, like they're dealing with one uh, disappointment after another. What, what, could, what, what state could that turn into? And I'm trying to see if, they, if you know, one could develop some kind of mental illness due to, to this prolonged negative state. Mm, 
Absolutely, that definitely is one of the major causes of people actually becoming depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, when people suffer enough disappointment, or should I rather say things that they perceive as disappointing mm-hmm. in their lives, that they feel they've been disappointed so many times, they ha- they're not o- able to overcome their disappointment, eventually one starts feeling very hopeless about life and, and very hopeless about your ability to achieve the things that you want to achieve. And this definitely can um, precipitate a depressive episode, um, possibly even an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. It definitely can um, lead us also to psychosomatic illness where we can manifest with things like our spastic colons, our tension headaches, aches and pains, um, stomach problems can often be related to this kind of stress that we are experiencing. Now, you said that it, it's about perception, um, you know, how one perceives this event, because um, a, 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 an event that I would call disappointing and be able to move on from someone would see as absolutely catastrophic. Can we really determine mm. what these events are, or is it literally about the temperament of the person or the nature of that particular person? Mm. Well, it's, it's kind of a bit of both, Masikaba. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain events that, of course, you know, generally almost everybody is going to perceive as very stressful um, or very, very disappointing. For example, bereavement, if we lose a loved one, um, if we go through, you know, a time of particularly um, stressful events in our lives um, where we've got a lot of upheaval, like a divorce you mentioned a little earlier, mm-hmm. things like that. Those are kind of major life stresses across the board. But um, in between all of that and, and also in a way including all of that is definitely, um, you know, the factor of how we individually perceive the event, um, whether we perceive this event um, as more or less catastrophic or stressful in our lives is going to have a lot to do with how we're able to cope with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking of, of, of how sympathetic we are to you know um, the events or the traumas that we go through on a daily basis. I'm thinking how you know something like someone not uh, not being married, let's say, and and having children at a certain age would be seen. As something really catastrophic, something that would lead one to say, I'm forever disappointed, I'm constantly confronting disappointment in my life, and, and someone else would say, no, but really, come on, that is not an, a, an issue, you know, the, the people dying in this world, and, and their children going to bed mm-hmm. hungry, and, and you are looking at whether you, are, uh, you have a partner and children or not, I, I'm, I'm just trying to understand how we gauge the enormity of the events, um, and how they impact on, on, on how to disappointed we are. I think that's where, you know, it really, really helps to bounce our um, value systems and our belief systems about how important or how significant uh, something is in our lives with other people mm-hmm. because it's very difficult as an individual to be objective about your own perceptions of what you need in your life. Um, and sometimes we, we have a lot of expectations that are quite irrational that we place on ourselves. And as a result, if we don't achieve those goals that we set ourselves, we become very disappointed. Mm-hmm. 
And we, you know, we actually put ourselves under huge pressure. We've been talking about, uh, you know, mental illness and, and, and some of, of the conditions, um, even medical conditions that could arise from someone um, experiencing, uh, neg- you know, prolonged disappointment, if one can put it that way. Um, what about uh, making decisions that uh, compromise who you are simply because of the disappointment? Is that possible? I'm just thinking of, of uh, you know, um, someone who is single and, and sees their single status as something that uh, 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 needs to be changed and, and, and then embarks on, on, on a relationship and gets into, into, into a marriage that is not, at, you know, that, that is really not just positive for them simply because they want to not be single or someone who's looking for mm-hmm. that, 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 that car that they've been wanting and obviously their job is not bringing in the money that they need to be able to drive that car and they start making questionable decisions um, even embarking on illegal activities just in order to say I've achieved this mm-hmm. and that <clears throat> sorry my voice I've actually been lecturing all week no, it's also flu season so we understand uh, <laughs> Yes, um, it's a very big problem, um, Masikaba, that, you know, we really, really need to try to be as realistic as we can with our expectations of ourselves. And sometimes the only way we can achieve that is really to dialogue with other people and really to look around us and try to get a little bit of perspective on our lives. In terms of our actual human needs, um, these can be vastly, vastly different from what we think we need. And unfortunately, if we, um, you know, continue to put huge pressure on ourselves to achieve things that, you know, we perhaps can't achieve right now or perhaps we don't really need these things, perhaps, um, you know, we perceive that we need it, but it's actually a deeper need mm. that needs to be fulfilled. So trying to understand what is it, you know, let's say it's a smart car and you've actually got to go to the point of perhaps even stealing money or or borrowing huge mm. sums that you can't really afford to pay back mm. just to get that car. Maybe spending a little bit of time thinking about, you know what, what is it about that smart car? Um, you know, what does this say about what I really need? Is it that I actually really want attention um, and I'm not getting that in my life because that is a legitimate need. We all mm. need attention, mm-hmm. or, you know, or am I wanting to attract a partner that I don't have in my life? How else? Could I bring that into my life? So just a little bit of self-reflection and bouncing um, your ideas with other people can really help you get perspectives on what you think you need. And um, what about the, the effect of these uh, expectations on, on our children, on our family, on, on our partners? Because we've been talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the distress that we cause ourselves, how we upset ourselves with these uh, irrational and unrealistic expectations. But what about the people that we love? Um, that's the trouble as well, indeed. Um, we, we really do pass on these expectations to our children as well. Um, a very prominent psychologist, um, Albert Ellis, um, some of the listeners might have heard of him before, he spoke about our masturbations, which is basically the pressures we put on ourselves. We must have this, like the example you gave, I must be married um, by a certain age, or I must have this car. Mm. And of course, we tend to pass those expectations onto our children. Um, we expect them to achieve certain things at certain points in their lives. And Sometimes these things aren't 
even really that achievable for them. And that becomes mm-hmm. now a huge expectation, a huge disappointment if they can't do it. And so we really do propagate the cycle of, of um, these negative, quite irrational expectations on ourselves and our children. We're talking to Tamron Epstein, educational psychologist at PsychMatters Family Therapy Centre. We're talking about dealing with disappointment, and she's uh, just uh, explained what these must-urbations are. These are, I must this, I must that. And uh, as she says, they are called uh, must-urbations. Am I correct? Am I, uh, I'm trying to, to, to differentiate and break it up so that our listeners really hear what it is that we're talking about, that we're not talking yeah. about... Uh, the other. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's not connected in any way to the other. Okay, we're talking here about uh, the um, when we start thinking that, uh, as, he, as uh, Tamron has said, uh, I must be married to be happy and worthy. I must be driving a certain car to be seen as someone of value. How? Why would we? Why would we? So why would we? You know. Um, use material things, use um, whether we're with somebody or not, relationships that, that can shift and change. Why would we use these issues that are, first of all, beyond our control um, or, or matters, and, and not only beyond our control, but also of a material nature to define who we are? Tamron, earlier on you spoke about, you know, um, I, I want attention. That's why I must be driving that car. Mm-hmm. Or even um, I, if, if, I'm, if I'm married, and it doesn't matter to whom, then it means that I am someone of worth. Why do we do mm-hmm. this to ourselves? We often do things like this to ourselves if we actually lack self-esteem mm-hmm. and self-worth. And if we don't feel important enough, lovable enough, mm. good enough about ourselves, You know, we often seek, and the problem is the more um, irrational ways that we seek attention, the more irrational feedback we get back. So, for example, let's say we we have a flashy car because we want to seek a partner. Um, The chances are that we're going to possibly attract a partner whose value system is very materialistic. So we're going to have to keep on perpetuating um, that kind of behavior to remain in a relationship with this person when actually all we want at the end of the day is someone who loves us for who we are. And we're actually eluding that, we, we're preventing ourselves from actually achieving that at the end of the day. So we think we're getting what it is we want, but at the end of the day we will keep being unsatisfied. Mm. We're talking about unreal expectations that could lead to disappointment and uh, we are uh, also talking about how these expectations um, could be passed on to our children with us raising them to have our masturbations, our I must have this, I must have that and how that impacts on the relationship between parent and child. Um, we are taking your calls, 891 Maybe you are one of those who has these uh, masturbations where you set to be to be achieved at a uh, you know at a certain age maybe you set yourself um, these certain goals that you want to achieve at a certain age and you are 
constantly disappointed. Maybe you want it to be um, in terms of your career at a particular point at a certain age and you continue to be disappointed because you are not rising up the ladder fast enough. You know, how have you dealt with uh, these disappointments? Or maybe you had a parent who had, um, uh, you know, passed on their masturbations to you. What is the relationship like? What is the relationship likely to be like, uh, Tamron, if, if I'm forever being told you must do this, you must do that? Um, you know, at, at, at your age, I had done this, and therefore you also must do this. Or at your age, I expected to have done this, so therefore I'm looking at you to fulfill that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the relationship is probably going to be the kind that destroys self-esteem in the child. Because now... Um, the, the parents' love and approval is conditional. Mm. It's, it's not unconditional anymore. It's conditional on um, external factors, them achieving certain things, um, having certain material positions, having a particular kind of career. So it's basically the message that's being given is you're not good enough just being you and, and who you are. You're not, you don't have enough value which is often why um, the children will continue with that cycle because they're still looking at in the only ways they know how to get acceptance and approval and love from other people. So what will then happen is the cycle will be, uh, you know, perpetuated where, um, like you said, talking about looking for approval, looking for affirmation in inappropriate ways, which is exactly mm-hmm. what the parent was doing. Uh, very much so. And the trouble is it's very, very difficult for us to break the cycle because it's hard for us to get insight into it. It's very difficult to identify um, for yourself, you know what, what is my actual real need here? Because um, if you learn over a long enough period of time that, um, you know, your, your needs can only be met by things from the outside, cars or certain uh, status or power or or position in society or in a particular career path, um, after a while these these become quite fixed beliefs that actually become value systems for you. So it just gets really, really harder and harder the longer that you keep going into that cycle. I want to talk about changing the mindset. Is it possible to start changing um, how you think in terms of the masturbations and start thinking differently? Uh, Stephen Onumtata, before we start talking about changing mindset, good evening to you. Uh, Can you hear me? Loud and clear, sir. Hi. Um, I'm very interested in the topic, um, specifically around as a partner, having a partner who is in this kind of situation Mm. of depression, fear, loss, self-esteem, and trying to encourage one. How do you do that as a husband? Because sometimes it it appears as though you're actually adding pressure to that person and Mm. sending them deeper into the fear, you know, Mm, Absolutely. You're making absolutely perfect sense. And a perfectly good, good, appropriate question. Thank you so much, uh, Stephen in Umtata. Tamran, how do I, how can I support my partner who is going through, um, you know, uh, 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 disappointment and is is manifesting um, what we spoke about, which is depression and, and the various other illnesses or conditions? Stephen, yes, I, I'd really like to say to you that I think 
already the fact that you are making a phone call um, to this radio station to find out how to support your partner really, really shows to me that you are a supportive partner as it is, that you are probably already doing everything that you can to support your partner because you are valuing um, doing that for for her. Um, and I think really the only thing you can do is just continue to give her as much unconditional love and support as you can so that um, she knows that whatever she succeeds or fails in, in her own judgment, mm-hmm. she's always a success to you. Okay. And... and uh how how do you move away from feeling like you are adding on to the pressure, like you're adding on to the problems, you're adding on to you know uh, uh, the 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 the, prob- the 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 disappointment that one feels? Sure, that's a difficult question. I think it really does depend on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't want to say um, you know you that that one could be adding on to another person's difficulty mm. because, you know, certainly there are circumstances where it ca- that could be the case. Um, but I think really for me, communication is key. You know, if you're feeling as if, um, look, am I, you know, something I'm doing actually making things harder for this person? Um, am I contributing to this person's expectations of themselves that, that are irrational and are making them disappointed and unhappy? You know, let me talk to this person about it. Let's Let's be a team. Let's talk together. Um, and, you know, perhaps we can find a way to, to work better together on, on, because at the end of the day, if one partner has a problem like depression, it, it really is both, uh, people's problem because it's, it becomes a relationship problem. Stephen and Mtata, thank you very much for the call and best of luck and dad. I've got an SMS coming in that says, use past failures to equip you to handle future difficulties. This is coming in from Kali. And it is so appropriate, but in that moment, how many of us really are able to use these past failures? Colleen, I love your attitude. It's so positive. Good mm. job. Uh, yes, it, it, that is a lovely philosophy and um, I totally, totally support that. But yes, there are times where, you know, something that you've really had your heart set on and, you know, what, you know, we naturally the only human at the end of the day and even if it was an irrational thing that we wanted, sometimes we really, really feel disappointed and hurt that, that we haven't achieved this or we don't have this um, thing that we wanted. And and I think we really need to actually allow ourselves to be human for a while. Um, obviously, there needs to come a point where we need to kind of look at our other options, make sense of it, learn from it, mm-hmm. um, and move forward indeed. Uh, but I do think we need to allow ourselves, you know, even if it's a day or two, just to feel those emotions, you know, to acknowledge, you know what, I am upset about this. This has been hard for me. Um, because sometimes if we allow ourselves to express and fully feel those emotions, it's easier to pick ourselves up and become rational later on. Mm-hmm. But earlier on you said that uh, sometimes it's, it's difficult to see um, that you are actually in that state, that negative state. So how, how mm. then do you know to pick yourself up? How then do you know to, to be positive? How then do you know that you need to change your mindset at that point? I think we need to tune in to 
our own um, coping styles, and we need to tune into ourselves. Um, you know, at the end of the day, no one knows you better than you. And you know if it's been too long that you've been struggling with this one thing. You have a, most of us are actually a lot more in touch with ourselves than, than we might be aware of. Um, and I think if you just trust yourself and trust your own intuition that, you know what, um, when I'm, you know, at the point where I'm really, really feeling like, hey, I should be coping with this by now. Uh-huh. Um, I should be over this. I should actually be feeling better. And if you're not, um, you know, actually that would be the point to seek some help because what you don't want is to sink into a depression. It's just, um, you know, what starts off as a mild depression so easily shifts into moderate, so easily shifts from being to severe. So if you're at a particular point whether it be a week or a month or longer after a disappointing event, and you know that by now, sure, um, you know, I should have actually been further along with this than what I am. That would actually be the point to start talking to people, also connecting with your family, your friends, mm-hmm. and getting some emotional support. When we come back, I'm going to be reading some of the SMSs coming in. Pumulani um, talking about uh, um, you know his or her situation, and also reading an SMS coming in from Roban in Pit Retief. For 30 years, Crema Media's engineering news has delivered unmatched insight into South Africa's real economy. Subscribe now and go to engineeringnews.co.za for the real economy in real time. Engineering news, not just for engineers. From humble beginnings to international opera stardom, this August, the world-renowned South African soprano Pretty Yende is back home for a series of concerts. In the August issue of Classic Field magazine, read a captivating interview with the opera star who graces the magazine's cover for the second time. For more exclusive interviews and the latest arts and culture news, get the August issue of Classic Field magazine, available now at selected newsagents and bookshops. The Talk Shop. This is the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and I am Masichaba Mdolo. On our relationship call tonight, we're talking about dealing with a disappointment with Tamron Epstein, educational psychologist at Psych Matters Family Therapy Center. I've got an SMS coming in from Roban in Pitratif who says, uh, an unexpected, the unexpected always happens, but that is not the end of the world. Thank you very much for, the, uh, for that SMS, Roban. Another SMS coming in, this one from Pumlan who says, I'm 34, not married, no kids, no career. The sad part, I was studying and I had to drop my studies because of money. For me, at my age, not having a stable life is disappointing. Tamron, what advice would you give to Pumlani? Mm-hmm. Um, before I speak to, Pum, about, um, to Pumlani, I just like to um, also thank, I think it was your advice for, for yes. that very... Opt, uh, Robin, uh, for that very optimistic text. I like that. I love that attitude. Um, Pumlani, I think what I'd like to uh, say to you essentially is that look, you have a, obviously a right to want the things that you want in life. Um, it is perfectly natural um, to want to have um, children at some point, um, to want to be married, to want to have a career, um, 
And obviously, you know, the, the, it's totally natural and understandable that you'd want these things. So I don't think you need to uh, feel as if these are irrational things mm. um, that you're wanting. Um, I think it's, it's, it's very, very natural. Um, but I, I'd also like to say to you that it's important to remember that each one of us has a different path. And even though we can't always understand why things happen the way that they do, sometimes... Um, you know, we compare ourselves to other people and we'd say, you know what, um, I want these things, it's normal to want these things, why do some of the people around me have them and I don't? And that's really where the masturbations come into it, where we actually set ourselves these artificial deadlines. You know what, because I'm 34 years old and all my friends have this, this means I need it and I need it now. And um, just as Anasi Kaba was saying a little earlier, this can really lead you to make some irrational decisions in your life. Um, perhaps some of your friends who are married now, um, you know, perhaps their deadline for themselves was 24, and they got married because uh, perhaps to the wrong guy. Um, and now they might even be separating, and there's children involved in a divorce. It's not like, um, it's not a simple case of, um, that everybody who's made decisions and has things that you don't have has always made good choices. So what I'm putting out there to you is to make good choices for yourself. Don't allow a particular age um, barrier or a particular uh, goal for yourself age-wise to limit you to look at what it is that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And and what do you say, Tamarin, to those who say, but you know what, I mean, for goodness sake, you know, you need to get over this. It's, it's a disappointment. It's life. Nothing is perfect. Deal with it. Move on. Look, I think that um, it's nice to get to that point, but I do think that there are times where we need a little bit of time to get there, um, particularly if we need to let go of our own irrational expectations of ourselves. This takes time. It's very difficult to, you know, you can't just in five minutes, you know, get over it sort of thing. You you actually have to do a bit of soul searching, and you actually have to be patient with yourself and kind mm-hmm. to yourself in your journey to get to the point where you can then turn around and say, I am over it. I am okay. Um, I have a new perspective on my life. I understand myself better. I understand my needs better, and I understand it's not about that I have to be married. It's that I want to be loved. Um, It's not about that I have to have children and be at a certain point in my career by this age. It's that I, you know, I want to share my love and my life with children and that um, I want to have a career that makes me feel proud of myself. Mm -hmm. Because that's a lot more likely to be what's really going on with you. Tamron, thank you so much for sharing this information with us. Really, really appreciate it. You know, we spend so much time looking at our pockets, um, how much we have in the bank. Um, we spend so much time looking at how far we've advanced our careers, um, what is happening in terms of politically in the country. And we forget to introspect and look at our own lives in terms of how am I being kind to myself? How am I being hard on myself? Really appreciate this information. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Masika Tamron Epstein is an educational psychologist at Psych Matters Family Therapy Center on our Relationship Corner tonight talking about dealing with disappointment. It's time now for our African Affirmations brought to you by the Iskia Institute.